Hey, I pulled up and I was like, that's like a young Harrison Ford. He looked good. Well, I mean, middle aged Harrison Ford, but. Great compliment. <laughs> Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to go home. Mark, David, Nick. Clint is not here, but that does not mean he got fired or left. He's just busy. So. One that, of these days, we'll have an episode where all four of us are back. Together. He's at yeah, the Globetrotters. He's at the Globetrotters event. You know, it's it's cold outside. Did y'all know that? It's, well, when you when you drive up here and you see a lot of different ponds that are frozen over. Yeah. It's cold. Frozen ponds. Yeah. You don't see that much in Alabama. Especially if the river's frozen. I drove by this morning and parts of it were frozen. Yeah. Um, you know, if you see frozen ponds in Alabama, it's cold now. How it, it it's I had security today at church, and so I hmm. obviously you got to make rounds around the church. Man, that wind cut right through me, and I had on layers. I think your ears are still a little red from it. Layers, they probably are. Are they actually? Are they red? It wasn't that long ago. No. Probably stood up there and talked another 30, 45 minutes after church. Uh, Stephen Nuss and I hung out. We, yeah. we talked. Yeah, at the front. Yeah. Because we, we got the rotation. Stephen Lee Nuss. Yes. Oh, Nussie. Famous my, bass player, Stephen Lee Nuss. My former PE teacher. And he's a famous harmonica player. I don't know if you knew that. No, bull crap. Steve Nuss? Steve N? That you went to school with? Absolutely. Bull crap. He plays the harmonica. Me and him, when we when we tag team it, it's like a sound from heaven. Just fell right down. I've got to ask him about that. Hey, how are you related to Heath Sanders? I can never tell you. I mean, I like is not, he a cousin? Yeah, it's a cousin. Okay. Like we have, uh, you know, how the tree trickles down. You know. Yeah. It just branches hey, at least, all. At least it doesn't go. There's a lot up. of different cousins, and you know, if you're Sanders in these parts. You're part of the family. So Maddie, oh, his daughter, is your cousin as well, somehow. Yes. Okay. Because I saw your mom and dad at the game last night. Yeah, that mom did say she went. That's right. She yeah. told me this. Morning. I saw your mom and dad, but I didn't know why they were there. And then, oh, Maddie's playing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, we, I think they just came to. They were on. She told me they were on their way home from somewhere, and uh, they were like, "Well, they knew everybody was playing, so they came and stopped in." Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh oh, it's three three. Sorry, guys. We've got the Tampa Bay-Detroit game on. That mm. tells you what day we're recording this. Yeah. Instead of the monitor being on us, we've got it on the – The divisional playoff game. On the game. divisional playoff game. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, you've been going a while, man. Tell us about what you've been up to. Oh, well, I mean, just, you know, being a dad and a husband mm-hmm. and a teacher and a coach. So, just – Living life. Just living that life. You know how it gets. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you blink and three weeks went by and you yeah. don't really realize that three it, weeks just It kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I, w- I want your honest opinion. You know, you compared him to Harrison Ford a second ago on David's appearance. Mm. Did he tell you why? He kind of, he when, I, when I just look at him from this angle and I just think back to the world's most interesting man commercials. Dos Equis The Dos Equis, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just getting a glimpse of it right now. Yeah. Like if you put a suit and they just a, a good-looking dress-up on him with a scarf or something, you know, something fancy. Tell me he wouldn't just match that guy. Look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks beautiful right now. Maybe get him a little spray tan to match the, the darkness. Yeah. He'd be a sophisticated gent. You mentioned um, middle-aged Harrison Ford. You, that was know, the comparison. I yes. sent you that message 
that uh, Phil Knight's, he's almost 87 years old. I found that hard to believe. Yeah, so I get a random text one Saturday morning, this past, yesterday morning. Yeah. He just says, Phil Knight is 87 years old. That's the text message. <laughs> it's almost 87, like a week away from being 87. That's I, insane. I, he's old, man. Yeah. I didn't realize he's that old. My time's fine. How old are you? 53. Just turned 53. Is that why you're – Yeah, I'm just letting it go. I just can't. I'm going to let it go. I love it, man. I do, too. I think you should keep it. Yeah. You kind of you kind of, you kind of, were looking like James Spann a little bit there for a while. Yeah. He's embracing the the – not the musk. That's not the wrong word. The he he looks like he's aged like fine wine with Limit, a beard in there. If if yeah. we were going on some kind of like it looks good nature hike, yeah, you know, and this man showed up wearing some kind of like outdoorsy suit, you know, with a different little satchel of goods, I would trust him with my life to keep Absolutely. us alive out in the woods. Absolutely. Just just from this look, yeah, I can do All it. All he needs is clothes, you know, with a look the part. So for everybody watching, show him, show the camera your. Your shirt. Yeah. Which I think we've posted on our social media before. Oh, have we? I don't know. I think we have. What does it say? I don't know. I just I saw it. a guy in Pale City that had one on over at Starbucks or whatever that coffee place is over there. So I got me one. Man, I'm really wanting the lines to take this thing. National Sarcasm Society. Yeah. Like, we need your support. <laughs> I get a kick out of that. Why <laughs> we need your support? <laughs> National sarcasm. That's funny. Uh, it, it is, is funny. funny. It is. Funny. National yeah. sarcasm sarcasm. Like, we need your support. <laughs> I love it. I had a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, title of the episode, National Sarcasm Society. Mm. By the way, I want to revisit that episode that we recorded previously, Not Vision Nightmares. Okay. So I learned over the Christmas break while we were not recording that I don't know how true this is. I heard this on another podcast, so I don't know. I haven't actually cited this information or sourced this information. I, this could be fake, but, you know, you talked about that. Did you listen to the episode? Yeah, I listened to it. Uh-huh. What did you think about his story with well, the I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what, what in the world could it have been. Could it have been? I've seen deer stand up on their back legs, you know, like when they're nibbling and, on and limbs bite. and stuff. I've seen them stand up and... And fight and all that kind of stuff. Could it have been that? And it just deer. took off, flying off? Ain't no way. Mm-mm. Nope. So, okay. It was, in a, it was a good story. I really enjoyed listening was, to it. I, I did, too. I might have yeah. enjoyed it better the second time around listening to it on the in the car than I did when I was here. Because I don't think I it got to crazy. fully digest it while Listen, I was here. Man. And I, I didn't know if we'd ever revisit it or not. But it was crazy. It was really crazy. And I, I was I remembered like some kind of old search I did. Like, I was trying to find... Like what it what because after it happened I did like this extensive search on what it could be like what have other people seen something like this and I was looking at all these different images of all these different things and then I came upon one and I I found it the other day mm-hmm. it's called a sigbin a sig how do you spell S- that s i g b i n sigbin sigbin yeah and what is a sigbin I don't that's just what it looked like when I I was scouring images and I came across one and I I saw the image I was like man that kind of looks like it. And then, and I, and it said underneath it like Sigmund. So I searched Sigmund, and all these images popped up, you know. Oh, um, okay. That's a Sigmund. A region in the Philippines is a creature in Philippine mythology said to come out at night to suck the blood the, of victims from their shadows. Not the one with the werewolf look. Really, kind of that first one right there. That was, 
If you had that joker standing up on on its the cat on its leg, yeah. If you had that standing up on its legs, that that would be pretty close because it was menacing. So it is said to walk backwards with its head lowered between no, like its high, this. No its teeth. High legs. No teeth. I didn't see teeth. Between its like hind legs and to have the ability to become invisible to other creatures, especially humans. It resembles a hornless goat, but has very large ears. That standing up with bigger eyes. Dude, you did see a Sigbin. The Sigbin is you. said to emit a nauseating odor. Did you smell anything? I uh, probably just matched the one I have. I'm yeah, saying. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a hay, yeah. but see, could somebody around here have one of those? It's an an, It's a real animal? No. No, this, no. Is, this is a mythological. Oh, oh it's a mythological. Yeah. Okay. Suck the blood from children or whatever. According to legend, there are families known as Sigbinen, whose members possess like the power that. to command oh, okay. these creatures. Well, I no, thought you, I thought you were talking about it was a real if animal. That was standing up on its on its legs, looking at me. You know. So could it have been a kangaroo? I mean, okay, it's funny. Somebody you right say here could have had a kangaroo. say that because based on the description of the Sigbin in popular literature, the animal species might be related to the kangaroo. It's funny you say that. Because somebody hey, had well, one and this. it got loose or something. You think? Possibly, possibly. But uh, no, because like this thing's eyes are a lot bigger, man. You know, if you saw a kangaroo. You you'd know it. Yeah, right? it's a kangaroo. We're we're pretty. We've I don't never, know. I've never, I don't know. I've never seen. I've one. only seen one at a zoo, but I don't know if I've ever seen one at a zoo. But like we've we've been shown images of them from the time we were little, right? Yeah, like we know it's marsupial. But like if you if you saw one, you'd be like, hey, there's a kangaroo. Yeah. Well, this was not a kangaroo. Get Didn't that even cross my mind. Here. Didn't even cross my mind. Way too slender. Way too tall. Australia. Up, lanky. Just staring at me. Yeah. Oddly shaped head. <laughs> That's crazy. Those man. freaking ears that went up and just big old menacing eyes and, and I'm just standing there just letting it loose, you know? Peeing. <laughs> peeing. You're peeing. <laughs> yeah. Free Willy. No, it was crazy. It was. And then so, man, it was but it, it it wasn't as tall as I was. Yeah. It was about right here. So I think so the story that I heard on this other podcast, it was it was actually on the Joe Rogan experience, and in this guy, it was this guy talking uh, about the first version of night vision used by the military, the red. This guy was want to talk about do, this. Do, do you know what I'm yes. going to say? The they used red instead of they used red instead of. <laughs> sorry, Shay, I just had to hang up on you, brother. Uh, they they used coach. They used red instead of what? Because now it's green, right? I think yeah, they used yeah. But the the chemical that right. the chemical <laughs> butthole. <laughs> I almost said a word. The chemical that uh, they I can't used, remember the name of. It. I can't. I can't either. But it was very interesting sounding. But they issued the first version of these night vision goggles to these aircraft pilots and these air force pilots and and these special forces and. They would go on these missions, but right. they would, yeah. like these radio operators in these control towers, uh, especially for these Air, for Air Force pilots, would report communications from these pilots wearing these night vision goggles, talking about they would see things. Yes. And then Special Forces soldiers yes. would see things. And yes. it got so bad to the point that there were some soldiers that went crazy. Yeah. or experienced some sort of mental breakdown caused by what they were seeing when they were using these night vision goggles. This is it's crazy because like we're told in the Bible that that, that is what we're against, the, the powers that are in the different realms, right? Yeah. 
and people have always tried to access the different realms, you know, whether it be psychics yeah. or like ghost hunters, people like that. They yeah. find different wavelengths or different things to try to channel some kind of communication with people that are on the other side. But exactly. it's crazy that they found that and you know that they, they covered it up. Probably, and nobody's really ever heard of it, you know? Let's see. Here Can we you go. imagine like how crazy you would go if you were out doing some kind of military mission and you look over and there is some kind of beast or something that has like wings and claws and, and it's flying around you or something, you know? Like, could you imagine how crazy that would make you go? So it says here that, let's see. What do you think? It began Dave? in Vietnam. Yeah, what do you think about it? I don't know what to think. Or, you know, do you think it's tied don't to Agent Orange if it was in Vietnam? Well, that, see, that's what, that's what some people do say. Some people do say that there's a tie. But why would they or, switch to green? They think about this. Think about this. The ultimate, this would be a, a controversial topic. But what if the government, or whatever, whoever used the Agent Orange, what if they did it as a cover-up because of all this, because they didn't want it to become some and kind now of... You're, now you're talking about some quad one level conspiracy. Conspiracy thing. all the way. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's interesting to think about. You never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. And we might never know. I don't know. It's It's... It's freaky to think about, hmm. but I but you had on night vision goggles. I did. So I was wondering if you were. I thought that but myself. The reason that it was so surprised that you were seeing it was because you were seeing it. Yeah. It was used to. It wasn't worried it wasn't, about your proximity right. to it because it assumed. Because they're you normally didn't see it. they're normally that that. Distance. Yes. Yes. And and it assumed you you weren't going to see it, so it didn't matter. Right. Well, then when you made eye contact with it, then it was like. Oh. Can it see me? Yeah. Talking about you. Right, right. So then that's what initiated. Hey, and let me tell you something. That's exactly what it felt like. Really? Absolutely. Like like it expected you not to see it. And then you saw it and wait a minute, he shouldn't see me. Yes. Yeah. That was the, because you know, like as many people as we deal with in our lifetime, how many, how much do you read body language more than really what people are saying sometimes? It's body language, right? All day. Body language is huge in sports and coaching and all this stuff. So why wouldn't, something else we wouldn't be able to read the same kind of emotion you know god gave us all that type of thing whether if this thing was demonic whether it was some kind of supernatural being that i wasn't supposed to come in contact with something i think i mean the way it looked there was no way that was on the good side of things you know yeah so i was thinking like ever since then i was like there's only one way that that was the explanation was not vision has something to do with it and I always felt like it didn't want me to see it, like I wasn't supposed to. Have you? And you said something about the kangaroo. That's when that joker took off. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a kangaroo. There was no like you know because kangaroos hop with both yeah. legs, right? Yeah. This thing was gone. Like a run. Though. Like a bound. Like a bound. A bound. Like and it didn't take long, and it was out of my vision. I couldn't see it. It was gone. You're talking about fast. Woo. If I had him on my track team, what would take state this year? Hundred percent. So, have so if you're out there listening, come on back. We'll, you know, we'll finish that chat we had. Have, have y'all have y'all seen the uh, real? It's like what in the world? Have y'all seen the paintings from like Renaissance artists of what their interpretation of angels look like based on the, their descriptions yes. in the Bible? Yes. And how insane Absolutely. they look. Have you it's seen awesome. those, those paintings? No, but I mean, evidently they're scary looking. That's, oh yeah, can you pull them up? Here's Man. one. Right it, it looks like an owl. To me, this one looks like. One, two, three, four, five, six, 
Because it always says, an, do not fear every time an angel showed up in the Bible. So, yeah, it's, it's probably yeah, pretty. It's an, angel, uh, an owl with 12 wings and 13 eyes or something like that. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, hey, but just think about it. It's got It's going to have to be, like, way yeah. more beautiful. Way, or it doesn't have like, Well, the, the battle angels, I mean, we don't yeah. want them to be beautiful. And I mean, they probably are, but. In their own scary kind of a way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, you know, God's got many different wild Well, designs. see, there's 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 seraphim cherubim mm-hmm. the thrones the dominions the powers the virtues the archangels the prince uh the princi- principalities Palities, yeah um so i which i didn't know there's like a hierarchy uh but the seraphim are supposedly the ones with the weird looking eyes how many does it mention by name in the bible not not many not many. many was it yeah three or four i don't know this i can't remember i can't remember either but that didn't mean to go like off the rails there, but that that's just something I've always thought was interesting. Was you know because I think in popular culture, angels have this very specific. No, wait a minute. You said seraphim. What on it? That's seraphim. Cherubim. Are those? Is that angels? That's not. That's is that angels? That's not angels though, right? No, that's not angels. I don't know. Are you it's saying a, that's angels? It's a type of an angel. It's a, yeah. I thought there were different types. I thought there were different types yeah. too. Okay, I don't. I haven't studied it. In depth. Because God has different ones that do they, different. Yeah. Per- they have different, have different assignments, purposes. different yeah. roles, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Different angels. This is where. Uh, let's see, but none of, the, none of these I think God did that for accurate. a reason. Like, he he just, he wanted there to be so much diversity within the angel ranks that, you know. I mean, because think about it. If all the angels look the same, don't you think God, like, and all his power and majesty, which we can't comprehend. Would have been like, man, I'm so tired of seeing all the same angel. They yeah. all look the same. Yeah. I'm gonna make these things look wild. Everybody's gonna know what these things are gonna do. This is their job. Okay, so apparently, Catholicism has a uh, angelic hierarchy that was put forth in the fifth or sixth century in the book De Colesti Hierarchia on the celestial hierarchy. Dionysus described nine levels of spiritual beings, which he grouped into three orders. The seraphim, the cherubim, the thrones, the dominions, the virtues, the powers, the principalities, the archangels, and the angels. The angels being the lowest and the seraphim being the highest. Um, the seraphim, uh, or the burning one, is a celestial or heavenly being originating in ancient Judaism. The term plays a role in subsequent Judea- Judeo-Christian and Muslim traditions. So, The book of Isaiah, they mention the seraphim uh, as a six-winged being that flies around the throne of God crying, Holy, Holy, Holy. So apparently there's, you know, there's biblical references to these different types of angels. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. Oh, Detroit scored. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say something, but you're in the middle of that description. Right Sorry. There. Yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah. Second quarter. Yeah, so you want the lines to. I do. I, I, I want to see it. it yeah. I want to see it because I like that man right there. I love Dan, Dan Campbell. Campbell, man. Man, he's something else. Gosh. I like I, that guy. I would run through a brick wall for him. Absolutely. Great coach. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you rooting for now? The Cowboys. Don't even care. You don't care. I want the Lions to win it all. I just, I just don't know where the Packers and the Buccaneers came from. Um, yeah. I've been hearing about Detroit all year long, and of course I knew the 49ers is good and Baltimore pretty good. I, th- I think Baltimore Ravens will win. I think they probably will. They probably will. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I yeah, if I had to pick somebody, the Packers should have beat. If it hadn't been for the Auburn kicker, they would have probably beat. 49ers last night, wasn't it? I don't think it was the kicker. Did you see the hold? 
Well, I mean, it would have tied the game. Yeah, it would have tied. But no, they would have had a seven-point lead. He would have been a – yeah, but when they when they scored later on it, they wouldn't have went ahead by three. It would have been a, yeah. a tie ball game, you know, if he would have made that. They had an opportunity to Barely win the game at least. It. Yeah. Right, but the hold was – the hold was – the ball – the ball was like this on the ground. Yeah, it wasn't a good. Uh, it wasn't a good set hold. Everybody's got to do your part. Do yep. your one eleven. Yep. Got to do it. But you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, the only reason I hope the Lions win is because they've had such a drought, man. I mean, they haven't even played for a championship since the fifties. They've never. They've never been in the Super Bowl. I mean, their last NFL championship came in the fifties. I think. Yeah, that's why. Fifty-seven. So. You know, uh, uh, for due, that reason, man. I hope they go. They're due. Ooh. Oh, man. But I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man. What an effort. Yeah. Third and 15. What an effort. He's short, though. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know. Uh, my Eagles got out. They just couldn't. Yeah. I found, I found out why offensively they started tanking there towards the end. Why's that? Apparently, there was some issues between Jalen and the offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson. And so, you know, Brian Johnson would, would make a play call and Jalen would call an audible. Mm. Is this a new offensive coordinator yes. from last year? Yeah, this guy's new. Mm. I think both coordinators are new. Um, so, we'll see. For my time that's, coordinating, that's we'll just see. For my time coordinating, like, I had an, I had a, an idea – and a, a visual of what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I always told my quarterbacks, I was like, if you feel something, yeah. like there's got there's going to come a point in our relationship as we're building this and training and doing all this stuff that there's going to be a point where I'm going to trust you and I'm going to I'm going to know that you're going to know what to do in this situation and all these other different routes we can take. If you ever feel the need to just call something, just look at me and say I got it. That's it. And I'll be like take it because i always wanted to build up that trust with them when they finally got to that point and they knew something was about to work i wanted them to make that call yeah. and be a leader you know so yeah i love that well i don't know as much as you think you know you we're not on the field with them yeah you know, we might be right next to it we might still see everything they see and that's one thing a coordinator's got to keep in mind you know it's like these dudes like if you coach them well enough and they respect you enough and love you enough, they're going to want to fight hard. And if they love each other, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So, like, if you can build that first, once they finally get that little aspect of it, they're going to dive what in or right into whatever you're preaching, and, and, and eventually they're going to feel it, you know, and this will come a part of what they do out there. And then yeah. eventually, like, there's going to be some leader that steps up and says, hey, I got this, coach. Let me make this call. And that's what you want. Starts with coaches, you want leaders on that yeah, field, man. man. It does. It's so big. Well, you always hear those stories yeah, from players. Always. I mean, even if the coach didn't tell them they could do it, they just did it anyway. Like yeah. at the goal line, they don't run what they call. No, you just just follow me. You know? Yeah. We yeah. had a punter one time playing Aniana. We didn't call fake punt. He he just did it and scored. He yeah. didn't. He just took off running with the ball to go up or to what? Like what was the score? Of the game? No, it was at the beginning of the game. We didn't call fake punt. He just. It's a beautiful thing. But, like, if you don't work, I mean, of course, you're going to chew him out. <laughs> yeah. But he scored. Yeah. I guess he just saw everybody. Yeah. Take, so, everybody he just turned. Off. So, he, he just started running. Out. Took off with him. Scored. Hey. Who, who was it? Thomas remember? Ward. Thomas. Oh, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. We beat them that night, and they were just – they were stunned. 
Yeah. At Aniana. I witnessed that uh, two nights ago, and it was wonderful. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. When you beat somebody you're, that that team didn't expect you to beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was extra special given who it was that we beat. But Oh, yeah. Well, you, you beat Aniana. Yeah. I had Aniana. They've always got good athletes. Beat them by a couple of touchdowns. This was at a wall. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, them too. Yeah. And they, and they, was there a certain player they had that was out there? And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And he really couldn't believe – you can just tell by his body oh, yeah. language that he couldn't believe. Oh, you got to love that, though. You, you got to love it. Like, they, like we were not – okay, so I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. So, the visiting team locker room is, right in the, is the room right next to this. Okay. So, I come in here and I always change right after the game. I get out of those daggum coaching clothes and get into something more comfortable. Usually, I throw on sweatpants or whatever and a hoodie. Yeah, y- y'all get so dressed up yeah. for the games. <laughs> it's one thing I've noticed when I come to the game. Uh, go I'm, ahead. I'm, you got to take your coat and tie off. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Look like Tom Landry like Rick there. Patino. Why don't huh? y'all do it up one game, man? Like really come in and look swagged out. We yeah, do swag it out. He's, he's not joking. We actually do. <laughs> y'all dress up? Yeah, like it, we're all matching, all wearing the same, same what shoes. A, are, are we talking like, like – Sweatpants and stuff? We're talking khakis. Khakis. Pullover. Shoes. Okay. All right. Everybody's matching. But okay. the NCAA coaches well, have gone to like sweatsuits. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on there? Go ahead. You come in here. And yeah. Anyway. So you so you eavesdropped, I, I guess. Well, yeah. I get to hear every post-game speech by the opposing coach after the game. And uh, I don't know if you should be saying this on this podcast. I, I know. I probably shouldn't. But, okay. you know. um <laughs> Maybe the opposing team should lobby our board of education to build us a visiting team locker. Where room. do you go during halftime? Huh? Where do you go during halftime? In our locker room. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So after the game. No, I don't cheat. Aaron. Okay, I after don't. The game. I don't. Okay, hardball. Hardball after the. You know. All right, Jim. I mean, Mr. Uh, Wilson, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. I got something to tell you. About hey, he kind of looks like him when he puts on them glasses. Well, don't say that. All right, I get Mike McDaniel. Anyway. So, man, he looked like it was it was quick and it was short. And it was, yeah, it was quick and it was short. And it was very, it was not intense. It was very defeated, the the words that he said. So, yeah. yeah that's very satisfying. Those kids walked out of that locker room, too, and they were, you could just tell they were, they were just like that. They just had that look on their face like mm. they were just defeated. It was, it was, Ouch. I mean, I, honestly, I think that's the first time Ashley's ever beaten Etowah in basketball. I could see that. I think. It was a great game, too. God, it was a great game. We turned the ball over too many times, but it was a great game. Great game. Man. Oh, by the way, did you so hear what Jim Harbaugh uh, told his staff and his players about unexpected pregnancies? No. Oh, yeah, about him taking the kids? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I, I mean, it's awesome. He like, took whose kids? Well, he he's not. he wasn't really – he was looking at it from a standpoint of like, I don't want there to be aborted babies. Exactly, that's right. what I'm saying. It's awesome. Okay, well, yeah. well, because there's other people that are saying he's using it as a recruiting tool. You know, like, well, hey, he just you... made a speech at that. Well, did they have the? Well, march I've just for life? I've seen some people. Yeah, he say went to the March for Life rally in D.C. He, he marched made a with speech. Him. Yeah, yeah. So what are you talking about now? He did. What? He he address he addresses his team every year and tells his team and his staff if there's if y'all ever experience an unexpected pregnancy, don't abort the baby, have the child if you can't if you can't take care of it. Is his wife named Sarah? Mm. Anyway, his wife and he and his wife. It's an there's an open 
policy that they'll take the baby. Yeah, yeah. Me and my wife talking about that this morning. That uh, she's just, uh, we're, you know, we're just liking. She's liking Harbaugh more mm-hmm. after yeah. seeing, after all yeah. that, hearing all that, and seeing all that. She's just tried not to like him, but it's yeah. just hard not to like him. He's well, always been a good dude, though. Right yeah. after the Ravens win, yeah, I saw that yesterday, Jim. Or John, excuse me, his Jim's brother John, who's the head coach of the Ravens, approached the 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 mic at the press conference and immediately led off a scripture. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but so this is this is the life weekend or day today though. Is it actually? Yeah, we had a. I think it is this weekend, like the. Cause we had our, we have a lady involved in that down mm-hmm. in Springville, the place in Springville, so she made a talk today at church about the abortion issues and stuff. So. Oh, gotcha. I think it's that. That weekend, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to hear all that, and see all that. But um, and you know, C.J. Stroud, what C.J. Stroud oh, said, man. the quarterback for the Texans, yeah. what he said in that post game interview. Y'all see yeah. what NBC did? They cut it out. It, yeah. You know, he he started his post game interview after they beat. Uh, yeah. Who did they beat? I can't remember. Not yesterday. They lost yesterday. Who did they beat last weekend? Anyway, they beat somebody, and uh, he led with, you know, first of all, glory to God, and when NBC posted the interview to their social media, they cut that out. (laughs) They started with the reporter, the sideline reporter's question, then they cut out him saying all glory to God, and then they started with his answer to her question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 60 million. they got a lot of flack for that. They should. Since Roe versus Wade, there's been 60 million aborted. That's wild. Abortions. Man. I mean, that's you think about uh, Hitler. Yeah, it's oh, that's uh, he killed eleven million. Mm-hmm. Stalin. You I mean you put those two together, those numbers together, that's still not sixty million. Well, you know, how many Stalin killed and Hitler killed? It's interesting to think that's about. What, that's what the powers that be want. Yeah, it's interesting to think about the structure they implemented. It's a slow burn, man. Has got them over decades. So how poverty leading to all that? How have we gone from? The most prosperous nation on planet Earth to where I, we are now. I was going to say, uh, talking about Sigbin to <laughs> football uh, to abortion. That's that's a that's a train of that's thought a, right there. That's a lot of stuff. That's a talker go home train. Of and thought. also something else that makes you think. And you know, I heard about this weekend. They were talking about is that we got Department of Defense now, but years ago it was Department of War. War. You know, where do you go? Can't use war anymore. Yeah, I mean, you go, you know, used to, you go get the job done. Yeah. You know, but today it's just, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, a lot of people are saying, like Mitch McConnell came out and said that the war in Ukraine is, one of the major reasons for that is uh, to to basically prepare the military-industrial complex in the United States for to keep it updated for war. So Ukraine, so we're giving all this money to Ukraine. Ukraine's buying with the stipulation that they have to buy all our weapons and ammunition for the war so that then our weapons manufacturers can take that money that they're making from Ukraine spending all their money on on them and invest it in new technology and new weapons to then sell to our military. So we're basically getting rid of last generation's weapons and we're using the Ukraine war to pay for next generation's weapons is basically what's the argument is by critics of the war as to what's happening. Hmm. That's uh that's pretty crazy to think about. You know, when you I think about how it. much money they're spending. Yeah. You know. 
So that's, yeah, that's, wow. But, <sighs> oh, here we go, 1932, 1952, 1953, 1957, the last NFL championship they have four NFL championships. The Lions do the last one in '57. None since then. This '52, '53 team must have been some maulers. Mm-hmm. I bet there's still some guys on that '57 team. None since the only playoff appearance came in 1991 in the Super Bowl era, and obviously this year. That's crazy. That's insane. Hmm. I didn't know that a a Ford on the Lions. It makes sense, but. I didn't know that a Ford on the lines. I would believe it. She's the granddaughter, great-granddaughter, I think, yeah. of Henry Ford. Yeah. But My brain's just been spinning thinking about all kinds of different conspiracies. and It's hard not to think about it, you know. Well, we've been talking it up, you know. It's hard not to, it's hard not to think about it. Uh, I've been I've been watching uh, – I, wa- I watched this movie called Saltburn. Have you heard of it? I heard of it, yes. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Heard the Bonneville Salt Flats. <laughs> hey, I want to go, David. We need to do that. I'm going to Daytona 500. He's actually. You're going this year? I'm go next year. I got to get some stuff done before I die. I hear you, man. Uh well, Salt Burn, go. It's it's a movie about a very wealthy family in England, and uh, you know, you just think about how like wealthy people think. And when, by wealthy people, I mean like, I don't mean like, you know, Bill Smith, you know, yeah. or Joe Blow, whoever that's got, but you know. See, Bill Smith went to school here. Yeah, that's what well, I was trying to say. I just, that. Yeah, I just I chose a random name, but whoever, you know, that's got like $100 million. <laughs> I'm talking about like David Tepper that's got like $20 billion. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you, what do you do with $20 billion? That would, what, how does that change your mind? Bill Smith. Sounds like a made-up name. It is. I made right, it up. Guess your level of ego is going to de- decide, like, what you do with that money first, you know? Yeah. Like, are you going to be, you know, beneficial to others, or is it all about me, you know? Well, and, that's, and that's honestly, like, that's what concerns me is, okay – I don't know. What would you do with twenty billion dollars? You just said you've got. I'll go to Daytona five hundred. Probably go to Normandy. Go to Indianapolis five hundred. Go see the Dallas Cowboys play. Probably go to the Super Bowl. Go to Valley Forks, Paul Mall, Tennessee. I got to get some stuff done. Top Hat Barbecue. Yeah, I've been there. I got that oh, okay. done. Because right. I I can tell you a story about uh, why men die before women do. Okay. But I I can tell it to you. You go ahead with yours. I can tell you. I want to hear that. Yeah, I want to hear it. I can go. tell you why. It's going to take a while. Go I might, I might just do it as my quadruple threat. Wait, we got time. Go ahead, finish your okay. salt burn. Well, I was just quadruple. You want me to tell what happened to me Thursday? Yeah, you already know. Clint. Go ahead. You want me to tell what? You yeah. finish with your salt burn? Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Well, this is going to take a minute. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> now, I talked to my wife about telling this. She said it was all right. Okay. Good. All right. We we were out of school all week. This is why this is why men die in a relationship. Yeah. Man and woman, husband and wife. That's why usually the man dies first. This is going to be good. You know, we were out of school till Thursday because of the cold weather. Mm-hmm. So we'll come back to work Thursday. Well, Thursday night when I get home, my wife tells me that uh, the service engine Soonlight had come on in the red Explorer. I got a 2005 Explorer that she drives back and forth to work every day. It's a good Explorer. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's a decent car. But I mean, I had I started. It don't have, but it's almost got one hundred eighteen thousand miles. That's on awesome it. for that. It's year. almost twenty years old. Yeah. So. She drives back and forth to work every day, hauls the kids and all that kind of stuff. So she gets home and tells me the service engine soon light had come on. But she still drove it to Springville yeah. that evening to rehab and everything for her leg because she broke her leg and everything. So yeah. she gets home and she tells me. And so I call the mechanic and uh, get a time set up to take it the next day. And this this is the Explorer. that I just started having little things start happening to it. So I bought a new one. I bought a new Explorer, 2018. I just got tired. You know, like 2018 Explorer is the one where the guy, the salesman, told me, easy car right here. That's <laughs> so, I, that's, so I bought that uh, hold new on. one. Hold on. Can you tell that story real quick? No. Okay. So I bought, that, I bought that one. So this, And I tried to trade this red one in, but they just wouldn't. The 2005, this is a Ford Explorer Limited. I tried to trade it in, but they just wouldn't give me anything for it. I tried to sell it. Nobody made me a good offer, so I just kept it. So it's a good car. 10, 10 miles a day yeah. for a drive back and forth. So I called the mechanic and told him I was going to bring it over there Friday evening. And so I have to handle that. And like in a relationship, probably 90% of the time, like man and woman, husband and wife, 90% of the time the man has to handle these type of issues probably. Yeah. And so I, I felt like I had that handled, that situation. And um, so... About 8 o'clock, I'm finishing up in the kitchen, and it feels kind of cool in the house. I'm thinking, why don't we get to bed early tonight? I might get eight hours sleep tonight. I'm going to go ahead and go to bed early. And it feels kind of cool in the house, so I'll go over to the thermostat and look at it. It's just blank. Mm. The thermostat is blank, so the heat has gone out. Oh, boy. And so I get on the, the phone with Tommy Powell. Shout out to Tommy Powell and also Jay Jones, mechanic. Lives down the road from me, about a mile down the road. And also, I guess Jay Collier, too. He's a pretty good mechanic. Shout out to him. And also, Bubba and uh, Bubba Tyler. He's helped me out through the years. He's pretty good, too. Anybody else? Roger Tyler. Roger, Roger Tyler. Bubba. Yeah, they're good, too. But anyway, with Jay, Jay Jones, I call him about the mechanic issue. So I got that going on in the car. I, th- I think I've got that handled. But then the, the heat goes out. And so I call... Tommy Powell, I stay on the phone with him for a little while, and I try a few things, and it don't come back on. I can't get the heat back on, so I get him scheduled to come over the next day to try to get the heat going. And that night, I got some gas logs. And it, this night, it's not going to get real cold. Yeah. This night, it's not going to get real cold. And I got gas logs, but for some reason, my wife, she didn't want me to leave them on. So I said, to heck with it, I'm just going to bed. I've had enough. This is about all I can handle. I'm just going to bed. And the funny thing about it is, I got this weather station at my house where, the, you know, you can put that sensor outside. And it'll tell you what the temperature is outside and what it is in the house also. And so I've got that sensor in my doghouse because i got a heat lamp in my doghouse. When it gets real cold, I'll turn it on so I can see what the temperature is in the doghouse. Yeah. Well, I look at it, the temperature in the doghouse is a lot warmer than what it is in the house. <laughs> So I'm thinking to myself, man, I should huh. just go out and stay in the doghouse. Yeah. You know, well, this is ironic. It's warmer in the doghouse than it is in the house. So, And you usually spend a lot of time in the doghouse. Yeah, in the doghouse anyways. I might as well, so I just go to bed. <laughs> so I just go to bed. I get up the next morning. It's pretty cool the next morning. So I told my wife, just don't drive the red car till we can get it checked out. So I, I pull the white car out, the 2018. I pull it out of the carport. I warm it up for her and everything. 
before I leave, because I leave for her, so I'll get it warmed up and pull it out and everything so she can go get in. So I come on to work, and I'm driving the bus. Uh, I got to go drive the bus. So I'm driving. I told her, don't don't drive it until I get it checked out. And I pull the car out until I just drive the white one and everything. So I usually meet them on the way to school. So so you intended for her to drive the right, white one yeah. and leave the red one at home because yeah, the red, the red one, one had a check engine light check on. Check engine yeah. light on. So I'm driving the bus, and I usually meet them in the mornings, you know, as they're coming to school. I meet them. So I'm driving the bus, and I pass them on the way. And she's in the red car. The one that had the service engine mm-hmm. light on, mm-hmm. driving it to to work, and I'm like, "What's what's going on?" Did it? I start thinking, and I'm, and I'm I need to keep my mind on driving the bus, but I'm thinking, uh, "What's going on?" Did it? Did the white car just not crank? And I go by my house on the bus route. I'm thinking, I'm gonna look up there, and that white car's just gonna it's it's probably roll down the hill. It's probably <laughs> in the woods down there somewhere. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting to see when yeah. I go by. I even slow down real slow <laughs> and actually stop and just look up there, and it's sitting up there on the uh, hill, and it, it kind of looks like maybe it's been backed into or yeah. something. Oh. I can't really tell, but I was just like, "What's? I don't understand what happened. What's going on? So oh. I get on to work, and you know, I'm kind of upset by this time. I had a car issue. The heat's gone out. I don't know what's going on. I get to work. I'm kind of upset. I chew a kid out when I get here. Mm. But that kid probably deserved it anyway. And then yeah. I, I was real snappy to another teacher. Told me good morning. And I said, what's so good about it? And probably the nicest <laughs> teacher here. I got to apologize to her Monday. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Boss. But uh, Hey, shout out to Miss Boss. She's an author. Real Sisters. It's a book on Amazon. Check it out. So I got to. She wrote a book. Yeah. So, but so my wife, she she tells me that um, she just had a lot on her mind. She was packing the kids up. They were going to go spend the night with somebody. So she's getting all her stuff together. So it just happened. They just p- packed up the red car and came to work like they usually do. So, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is a transmission issue. It seems like a transmission issue to me with the car i'm thinking it's gonna cost a lot of money i'm thinking a torque converter if you keep driving one the torque converter is going bad if you keep driving one it's gonna mess your transmission up so i'm thinking transmission it's just gonna get destroyed and by this time i'm just i don't even care by this time it doesn't even matter to me anymore in the big scheme of things it just it doesn't matter you know i'm i, I just want to celebrate this i hope when we take it to get the transmission fixed i hope the guy tells us at the transmission place well, she really blew this one up, didn't she? And I'm like, yeah, she did. I'm just hoping. I'm expecting that. Hmm. So we get, uh, she gets home with it and everything. And we take it to the mechanic. And when I drove it over there, the service engine light had gone. It wasn't on anymore. So I drove it over there to him, and she picked me up in the car. And when I get in the white car to, for us to come back home, the Explorer, she's talking to her buddy, Lisa Glasgow that used to work here and teach in the systems now in Florida now. And they're talking about, she's got the phone on the, the car thing, the speaker, and they're talking about NIL and transfer portal. Really? It's what they're talking about. Wow. I was just like, this is like Twilight Zone. That is Twilight. So I just sit there and just listen to them talk. If if Lisa Glasgow had been up here this weekend visiting, I was going to get them to come on here hmm. and talk about the uh, – NIL and transfer portal. You know, they weren't talking about the latest recipes or anything. They were talking about right. NIL and transfer yeah. portal and Alabama football and everything. I couldn't believe it. I don't know what's That's going on. on. So we get home and everything. And so Tommy Powell, he gets the heat fixed during the day. So it's fixed. And then the car ended up being a uh, number six coil and spark plug. 
You didn't tell me what that. It, what it is. So it's just cleaning. misfiring? Yeah. Hmm. There we go. So that's what it was. So all the problems were solved? Yeah, all the problems solved. Didn't yeah. set you back too much? Mm, not too much. So we're good. Hmm. So what did you learn from all that experience? Nothing. Oh. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> expect anything different no I, I i just well we went we went down that road we went on a journey you and i together and david was our guide mm. and i was expecting after that journey at the well, end of our journey that, that there was going to be some some conclusions some yeah. revelations yeah. some wisdom yeah uh and there wasn't it was just so, a story man just a oh it, it wasn't about the ending it was about the journey yeah, I was going to have Lisa had been here this way. I was going to get them to come on and just yeah. talk sports. That'd be awesome. Because I don't even care about awesome. NIL and yeah. Transfer Portal. I mean, I don't pay no attention to it. I, I don't care, care about it. I don't even care. I one, think it's one ruining thing. the sport. Yeah. One, one, now, one thing, though, I won't tell it because my wife said I think she'd be all right with this. Her and Lisa Glasgow, they used to play a game called Bunko. They had a Bunko group. You ever heard of that? I've heard of the word. I've heard of the game. Bunker. When I, I told my wife, I, I ought to get y'all to come on. And my wife said, what, to talk about how dumb we are? And so I got to thinking about this. One time they went to this other person's house to play Bunko. Because they, they, they have it at each other's houses when they had this Bunko. But COVID killed it out, mm-hmm. the, the Bunko group. But they go around to other people's houses. One time they went to this new person's house to play, and they went to the wrong house. <laughs> and they just didn't knock or nothing. They just went in the house. Oh, boy. And it was in the wrong house. But it, it come it ended up all right. They didn't, I mean, that's a good way to get shot, though. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady Drop did that pick. when he moved to Tampa Bay. So he bought a house right next to this dude's house, and it, it, his first day in Tampa Bay, he walks in. He just walks into this house expecting it to be his, and this guy's sitting at his island, his countertop, in, in his kitchen, on his laptop, and this guy just walked in, and it was Tom Brady. He just set his bags down, and Tom Brady just goes, "Hey, man, what's up?" And the guy's like, uh, nothing much, man. I'm just hanging out in my house. And Tom Brady goes, what? Oh, no, I'm in the wrong house. I, I'm sorry, man. Picks up his bags, turns around, books it out, gets in his car, pulls out, goes to the next driveway over, pulls in. He, he walked into the wrong house when he moved to Tampa Bay from New England. I wonder if those yeah. guys became friends. I don't know. If I'm guy that's sitting at the long. island and Tom Brady busts up in my kitchen, yeah, we're developing a friendship. But wait a minute, who did Tom Brady think that guy was when he walked? Exactly, in? that's what I want to know. Maybe yeah. like a maybe like a contractor or, something. or a real estate real agent estate, or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe like a important person yeah. in that world. Somebody who yeah. knows. Uh, or maybe it's like lawn maintenance guy yeah. just waiting on him. Hey to, man, what's up? Ah, oh, you know, just hanging just, out in your house. Yeah. Waiting on you to get here, Brady. Show you around your house you bought. So that that should tell you something. Like his first thought, you know, wasn't about like, hey, how did my house get furnished and and yeah. decorated and all this stuff, you know. Because that should let you know one thing. If Tom Brady went in this house, somebody already decorated it. Yeah. Can you imagine having that kind of money? Hey, awesome. uh, I need you to go uh, style my house. I want, you know, this kind of stuff. Just go make it look good. You know there are people that do that. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine having mm. that much money. I just, I wild. Well, it's just like, you know, when you talk about NIL, you know, these college kids, these 19-year-old kids making $200,000 a year. Oh. Ooh, that's oh. tough. Yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah, boy, everybody, everybody took off. 
Out of Alabama, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Mass exodus. Yeah. Lord, retired. mercy. And then all else killing it, man. Most of them went to Dagum, Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State loaded now. The center, the safety, and hey, the quarterback. I know my uh, B Sci-Fi brethren would agree with me when I say, "Let them go." If they ain't, if they ain't true to Alabama, well, the same thing happened at Michigan. Football leagues, don't we, you think? Hey, we same. want guys that are going to come in there. And but buy ain't that in. way no more. It's not that way anymore. That's what I'm saying. You well, know what? Know. If we've got to lose next year to to get a group of dudes who want to buy in and forget about all this other junk and become a part of a history of Alabama football and build something together, that's what we need. But it looks know? like that's over everywhere, though. That's that's what I'm saying. It's killing football. Because at the core of football, that's what it's about. Can that happen at Alabama again, though? Uh, Can you well, get people there? That I mean, it's hey. I don't, you can't now. Well, it's not. A, it's a, it's a me you team. You got to shout out Malachi Moore, Jalen Milrow. Both yeah, those guys are there. They I love they're that. not leaving. Same with Jalen Williams, who's who's play. He's a uh, I think he's a power forward on Auburn's basketball team. Jalen Williams has played at Auburn for five years. He never transferred. You gotta you gotta at least recognize the guys that are gonna commit. That ha- I mean, it's rare now, and that's sad. But there are still guys that will. There's guys. The team concept. It don't. It's like it's gone. Oh, it it's is. A, it's a meat. It's, it's, it's been a meat. obliterated. Yeah. And you know what scares me the most is it's trickling down to high school. Oh, it's about to happen, dude. No, We're about is. to get NIL. Georgia's already going. No, I'm talking about right here, yeah, like Alabama. in this state. I mean, the transfer portal basically already exists now. We just don't have NIL. That's crazy, man. So, <sighs> Man, football was a beautiful thing. It was. It was. I mean, just sports in general. You know, yeah, high school and college ball, you know, for a long time really stood for something awesome, you know. And traditions and legacies, and now it's just getting pooped on. So well, it's easier to you got it easier being in the pros now. Yeah, might as well just college coaches these high dollar college coaches. Might as well just go to the pros. How do y'all feel about Kalen DeBoer? Um, at Bama. No, I mean he's proven legacy. He's already set for himself. I mean, even though you know the schools he's won at before Washington smaller it doesn't matter i mean it's still college athletes you get them to win and perform consistently that's the kind of guy we need so i don't know hoping get some of those washington players to come yeah some of them are already coming he's already got his center and his quarterback that that offensive line from washington i love them i watched them probably five or six games this year i love their offensive line Now, now michigan their whole team i mean they're just they're dominant yeah and they had a great offensive line too, but that that something about that Washington unit, man, they played together. Like you could watch them on film and just see like how together and how much chemistry they had between each other. It was really awesome. It's always nice to see kids that play together. Yeah, it is. That are close. Absolutely. That's hard. It's that's hard. That's hard to control though. Sometimes. As a, as a coach. But it winds up being the most important thing. It really does. Absolutely. It's the most important thing, like de- developing chemistry on on the team. And especially with an O-line unit. Like, if the guys are just doing stuff for themselves, they're not going to care if they help out this guy as much, you know. I don't – I <clears> honestly <throat> think you can't be successful as an offensive lineman if you approach it with a me attitude. Because no. how – I mean, all, all the other positions on the field, basically, you're going to get the ball at some point. Offensive line, the only time you're going to touch the ball if you're the center and you're snapping it. You know, the odds of you getting a touchdown, scoring, intercept, it's zero, mm-hmm. almost zero. Mm-hmm. 
So there has to be a selfless team mentality about it. Mm. And in my opinion, that's the only way you can be a successful offensive lineman in football. Yeah, and I guess that's why I speak the way I do about it because, you know, like the old, the other me positions, you know, like. Wide well, receivers, man. Hey. And I'm a wide receiver. They just don't. Now. A lot of dudes just don't. And that's why, man, I love offensive line so much is because a lot of people just don't understand. They, yeah. they haven't lived it, so they don't know it, you know. But once you develop that, like, it's, it just opens your eyes to everything else around you. Those guys are the guard dogs, man. They oh, are the protectors. Man. In the trenches. Yeah. The fighters, the, hogs, the protectors, man. the guard dogs. They they set the tone. They they protect yeah. what's about <clears> – <throat> Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting choked up. I'm not getting choked up. It's freaking. Man, it's like an it's invisible in ninja my... just chopped you in the throat. You're trying to finish those words. Like, yuck, yuck. Play, <laughs> like, in my throat, man. That was awesome. But yeah, no. It's, I, that's why I love offensive linemen, man. God, yeah, they're some of the absolutely. best. They're some of the best athletes on the planet. I mean, they yeah. are. It's impressive to watch. Yeah. Speaking of ways, a beast, a beast that large. Uh-huh. Look at the lineman getting downfield. Look at old Baker. Was that Q counter? I wasn't paying attention. Hey, those boys ain't going out without a fight now. No, about to be halftime. Yeah. Ten to three still. Mm. I saw a funny meme the other day. I had Baker Mayfield on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top of it said top five black quarterbacks in the NFL, and it was like, you know, like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And he was like down here on the bottom right. <laughs> Caption was like, wait a minute. Somebody said uh, Baker Mayfield is what everybody hoped. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Oh, from A&M. Johnny Manziel. Uh, mm. Baker Mayfield is what everybody hoped Johnny Manziel would would have been in the NFL. Absolutely, yeah. And it's so true. It is. They, they have the it same is. energy. Yes. Uh, but Baker's just a – Baker's actually got a work ethic, yeah. I think, yeah. is, is the only difference, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, man. I'm Did you hear, you know, Johnny Manziel watched zero film? That's pathetic, dude. At, where was he, yeah. the Bengals or the Browns? That's terrible. Where'd he go? He was the Browns, right? Got drafted to the Browns. I wonder, did he do that at A&M? I don't know, man. You know, it's A different. A quarterback that doesn't that watch bag. film, that's that's crazy. But you know, it's different when you get into the league and you catch that bag and you get all this money. It's like... I'm sure. I'm sure he was thinking, "Why do I need to do anything?" I mean, man, that boy needed Jesus is what he needed. He he still does. Probably still does. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get right with God, man. Yeah. All right. uh, Sorry. Go ahead. I was. I lost my train of thought. Recommendations. Sorry. What we got? Recommendations. Go ahead. Pop off. Pop off, Big Dave. All right, Jack. Pork skins. Max Ghost Pepper Jack. What? Mm, Let me see that. Ghost Pepper Jack. Yeah, they're good. Look at that. I didn't know this Ghost this pepper existed. and Monterey Jack cheese. Made with real ghost peppers to challenge the true Chicharrones seekers. Chicharrones. Is that how you pronounce that? Intense peppery heat balanced with a creamy cheese flavor for a well-rounded taste that delivers. Can you oh read the ingredients? I love to hear you read ingredients. Uh, fried pork skins, salt, corn maltodextrin, Whey powder, sugar, non-fat dry milk, natural and artificial flavoring, dried yeast, lactic acid, canola oil, Monterey Jack cheese, ghost chili pepper, paprika extract, and natural smoke flavor. Hmm. Definitely some chemicals in there. Yeah, ch- chicharrones. Chicharrones. Is it rones? Chichar- I don't know. Ch- chicharrones. Chicharrones. That, just sound, that, sounds, that sounds better to me. Are we inflicting more uh, 
more than we need to there, though. No, because you, you gotta you gotta add that Latino where'd flair you, to it, baby. Where, where'd you get this? Where'd you where'd you purchase? Student this? gave them to me. I don't know really? where I got them. Yeah. Hmm. Can you read what's in there? Yes. Don't eat this. This is expired. Can you read what's in there? S- uh, water, peppers. Yeah, those are the water. Oh, salt, vinegar, garlic powder, and xanthan gum. There no, we go. what's that other? The sable or whatever. Arbol and Pickin. <laughs> what's that? I don't know. It sounds like a sports talk show. Arbol and Pickin. Read what's in there. Just kidding. Oh, it's water. <laughs> oh, it's water. Uh, recommendations. What we got? Um, Recommend away. Have y'all seen that show, Reacher? Mm-hmm. It's been on Amazon Prime. Yeah. With that guy from Blue Mountain State. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's a great show. Is it? I've heard that. Hey, and he's this is cool, man. I just saw this like day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a devout Christian, man. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. What is his name? I, I watched it's season uh, one of that. Uh, uh, Alan Richfield. Yeah, Alan Richfield. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Blue Mountain State. Mm-hmm. That's where I first saw him. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that first season. Got that season two out now. It's, it's good. I've enjoyed it. Reacher. Enjoyed it. Yeah, he's massive. He's a specimen. I don't, I don't, I don't yes. think I finished that first season. It just got a little – well, I guess I got tired of watching it. It, went, it went just too long. It, it went on too long. It has moments. Yeah. Go ahead. Recommendations. Uh, hey, but Max, the way, hey, the way the season ended. Max, That's right. Ghost Pepper Jack, hey. Chickarones. <laughs> Ghost pepper jack, uh, pork skin. Hey, you need to go. Will you read the ingredients? <laughs> you need to go finish that season. I forgot you recommended. Hey, the way it, the you way it ends. You always do. I know. Dave, the way it ends. You didn't hear a word of my story either, did you? I did. I did. I, I listened. They walked into a house. Bunko. Anyway. Easy car. Easy car right here. Oh, those explorers, those uh, 2005. You don't see a whole lot, whole lot of those on the road. No, like you I've don't. got. No. No, you don't. The bearings are bad. The transmissions are bad to go out in them. So I was thinking it was going to be transmission. I was, Ford, just, I was just prepared I for it. Wheel bearings were bad to go out on those. And I've had all the wheel bearings replaced. Mm-hmm. And I was just expecting transmission. But it's number six coil and spark plug. We're back on the road. Brand. I'll tell you another auto brand that just really doesn't. Doesn't really doesn't pop per, your tart. perform like they should. Mm-hmm. It's like Nissan. They don't pop your tart. You know, Nissan used to be much more reliable. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, when it was Datsun. When it was Datsun, yeah. yeah. When it was Datsun, yeah. Man, I remember my granddaddy's Datsun truck, man. I had a lot of memories in that old thing. Mm-hmm. Was it red? What color was it? Let's see. I think Papa's Datsun was like a brownish color, but Dad had a red truck. Red. Remember Dad's old red truck? Yeah. I can't I think it was a Toyota. I don't remember if it was a Datsun. Might have been a Datsun. Dad's got a 91 Toyota truck from the Philippines. He brought that sucker over when they moved back from the Philippines back to Bama. That's awesome. It's beautiful. We call it Barney. Hmm. Bright fire engine red, white hubcaps, light khaki brown interior. Sounds gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful. Five speed. Hmm. Beautiful. Stick shift. Uh, I would like to recommend Max Ghost Pepper Jack. Pork skins. They were, student, that, they were that good? Yeah, student gave me those. I don't know where you buy them. You want me to read the ingredients? No. Saltburn, that's my recommendation, starring Barry Keoghan 
uh, do not watch it with anybody, especially family. Watch it by yourself. There is graphic stuff, but it's uh, it's an interesting psychological thriller film. Like exploding body parts? Uh, no, not gory. Oh, okay. Sen- sensual. Oh. Salt burn, huh? Salt burn. It is about this average Joe that infiltrates a wealthy family, and yeah, he infiltrates yeah. a wealthy family. Oh. Don't go to the bathroom after getting Vicks on your fingers either. That's another good recommendation. Talking about salt burn. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, have you ever have you ever used uh, smelling salt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you? Yeah. I got some in my room down there. Do you actually? Mm-hmm. Why? Probably Somebody gave up. them to me. The coach gave them to me. So I said, thank you. Put them in my closet. Do you use them ever? I might. I might need them. You ever popped the top? I hadn't Woo! popped these yet. No, we used to use them all the time in football. Do y'all still use them? No. What do you use? Nothing. Just concussion just protocol? Wait, wait yeah, on everything's concussion up. protocol. We didn't have concussion protocol then. You just snapped those. What do you smelling call them? Ta- smelling salts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smelling salt. Yep. Or salt, whatever, tablet. Y'all, you're Yo, talking about the tablet, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Th- this is just a bottle. It's lo- it looks like a pill bottle, and you just open it up. And yeah. Whew. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Smelling salts. And it's like somebody kicked you in the face. Yeah. And it goes through your whole body. Like it's just this the most intense feeling. It's sort of like if you could like it inject peppermint into your veins. Or it's, snort it's cocaine like. or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's kinda like what it is. Yeah. I'm it's pre- it's pretty intense. All right, guys. Thank you for Don't advocate that to, at all. Yeah, we don't. Uh, d- uh thank you for listening. To this America. great episode. Once again, Clint could not be here. So shout out to good old Clintus, but he will be back hopefully on the next episode. Clintus. Don't forget you can subscribe to Lens Plus to listen to this episode or any Clintus. of our normal episodes one week early, as well as access all of our bonus episodes and bonus content for $1.99 a month on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We do appreciate your like, follow, subscription, rate, review, whatever you've done or haven't done. Or Clint would say couch change. Yeah, couch change. That's right. That's his, that's his thing. Couch his change. Thing. Uh, but don't forget, you can talk. Clint. You can go home. Get Clint. We miss you, big guy. <laughs> hey, did you say that? Did you say that picture that was posted online the other day? Of. They had him on the side of the court at Asheville wearing the orange thing with the yellow Yeah, what was that about? That was at Edwall, yeah. Game. How funny was that? Yeah, it was awesome. And then I, I commented on the post down below. I had an upside-down picture of the Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. This is so funny. Uh, what did I do with that? Oh, look. That's what he looked like on the sideline. That is exactly what he looked <laughs> 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 That is exactly what he looked like. It was. Uh, Anybody out there great. wants to see it. <laughs>